appreciate your support. Hi, this is John Nelson. This is Jimmy Maurer. Hi, I'm Andre Zanoda, and you're listening to the Dallas Soccer Show. Welcome to the Dallas Soccer Show presented by the Striker Texas. I'm Dustin Nation, and in this episode, we're going to talk over FC Dallas's Copa Tejas win 2-1 over Austin. We're going to hit on some North Texas SC playoff action, and with me, as always, is Jonathan Ross. How's it going, Jonathan? I'd just like to dedicate this podcast to the Austin FC fans. Without you, this Crappy uh, season would have been even crappier. So thank you for allowing us three wins. Um, it was it was great. Hard hands to you. That's right. Austin Hard FC hands. Fans. Thank you. And, and, and you know, the, the whole club. Just thank you. Yes. From from the bottom of our Dallas Soccer Show hearts. That's right. Uh, and also taking a break from his – well, no, wait, he's not taking a break from his physics homework. He's doing it right now. It's Nico Mendez. How's it going, Nico? It's going pretty good. Um I'm understanding this Wikipedia math page, so it's good stuff. Good stuff. I, that sounds like it would be pretty satisfying. It is very satisfying, and I hope that you guys and the listener can also achieve that joy as well. I, I saw the Bluey page on Wikipedia, and I understood that, and that's about as much as I'm going to – it's about as good as it's going to get for me. All right. Um well, since we've last convened, FC Dallas has had two matches. It's one of those those uh, short weeks for FC Dallas. On Wednesday, they fell 2-1 to one to Salt Lake. Uh, you can catch all of our thoughts on that match on the Striker Texas's uh, social media page. We did a pregame show for the Copa Tejas match, jo- Jonathan and I did. And um, we kind of recapped this, this Salt Lake game there. And so if you want our thoughts on that, uh, go find it. It's at... The Striker Texas on Twitter. Jonathan, did did uh, you enjoy that pregame show? Oh, it was a lot of fun. I uh, got to do a little bit of live uh, camera work. Got to meet some of the guys from the Striker Texas. Met the uh, Steve, who's who's uh, sponsoring the Copa Tejas uh, trophy and competition. It was it was a good day. And and our uh, our uh, Austin FC uh, fellow podcasters uh, from from Moontown Soccer were there too, which was which was kind of nice. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, but yeah, you can catch that over there and let us know how you think we did and, uh, don't make fun of us too bad as uh, our, yeah, we don't, we only want positive feedback. So if you don't, if you didn't like yeah. the pregame show, uh, uh, shut it. Yeah, that's right. Just <laughs> shut it. <laughs> All right. We're trying to keep well, our five, our five-star rating up for that show. That's, that's right. right. Hey, but, uh, I will say this and you pointed this out, um, immediately following, uh, we are one and O. Oh, we are undefeated uh, when FC Dallas plays after our pregame show. That's right. So we should have. It's basically if we'd done it all year, then uh, we'd be probably supporter shields winners. People would be uh, not complaining about how unbalanced the schedule is, and nobody should have won in the East. They'd just be like, "Oh, all right, Dallas, they deserve it." Yeah. So uh, you know, if you are willing to pay us for a pregame show. Um, please just, you, it is, uh, Jonathan raw. No, just kidding. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's my Vimo. Yeah. Just go ahead and send it in your Vimo. Your, oh, your, 
Venmo, we'll give you our Venmo. Venmo. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we mixed up like six different services there. In That's one, right. One short word. All right. Well, let's take a look at that awesome match. Um, it was started out. It was like 30 minutes of just kind of feeling around, try everybody trying to get their feet underneath them, kind of slow and, and not a whole lot of action um, until the 36th minute when Diego Fagundes gets the ball with way too much time at the, the, the top corner of the box and puts a curler in uh, around Jimmy Maurer and uh, goes up one to nothing. And it was just a, it was just a really nice shot from Diego Fagundes. Um, but it didn't take too long for FC Dallas to to answer. They they marched down the field. Uh, Obreon charge, charges the inline, puts in a cross right across the rolling cross, right across the goal line, finds Jesus Ferreira, who does a nifty little flick into the goal, unmarked, shambles, shambles defensively from, from Austin FC. And it didn't get much better for Austin after that. They go into the break tied one-to-one. But shortly after the break in the 58th minute, uh, FC Dallas hits a a long ball up over the top. Paxton Pomacall's on the break, and uh, Hector Jimenez is right behind him. And I guess I don't know exactly how he makes contact with with Paxton Pomacall, and it is dog so dog so red card for uh, Austin FC. And that means that Jimenez was out, and the rest of the match, FC, FC Dallas was playing up a man uh, from from Austin, which is never a bad thing unless it's a bad thing. That's a quote. That's a direct quote, by the way. Uh, Austin tried to make some changes. They brought in uh, Pochettino, uh, and it kind of seemed like they were trying to play for that one-one draw, even though that wouldn't have got them the Copa Tejas. Um, they needed a complete win in order to to take the the trophy from SC Dallas. But uh, it, it wasn't to be in the 80th minute. Frank O'Hara comes on for Brandon Cervania, and no sooner could we be say the words, huh, that was a weird sub, than did Frank O'Hara score a beautiful, beautiful goal. He essentially ran from the substitution spot to the goal and then got on the end of a rebound of a pass that kind of ricocheted in to uh from obreon it hit a defender and then really instantaneous reaction by frank o'hara puts it in the back of the net um where has this hara been all season it's like he's come alive in the past uh few mat like five six matches um but you know what uh it's all right he's here now and he got fc dallas the copa tejas win that's how things end two to one fc dallas for the season sweep over Austin FC, uh, and what a time to be an FC Dallas supporter! It, it it's been a really really bad season, but man, did the the supporters really enjoy that? Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I think for after the match, uh, I think we we missed the actual uh, trophy presentation because uh, uh, we were we were in the post game press conference, but um, saw saw lots of picks, and and I know that. Um, I mean, for a for a season when the the supporters for FC Dallas, those watching on TV and those on Pearson, uh, didn't have a whole lot to celebrate. At least, at least there was an inkling of a uh, of of something to be happy about uh, with with the Copa de Haas win. Um, so, I mean that that part was uh, that part was pretty cool. Um, 
got the opportunity to take a couple of picks myself with it. Yay. 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 <laughs> um, but I mean, it was, it was, it was nice. I do hope that, you know, future iterations of this, uh, Austin, Dallas, Houston, uh, competition maybe have a little bit more meaning to them than they probably did this year with uh, all the clubs just playing so poorly. Um, but either way, you know, something to, something to celebrate the kind of the, the one small achievement for this club this year. Yeah, in a in a season not that didn't have a whole lot of upside, you know, you'll take every little thing you can get. If you're still sticking around and you're still going to the matches, um, then that is something that is that means that this this trophy probably meant something to you. Um, just just to have something to to celebrate. So, Nico, uh, did you catch the match? I did right after the North Texas game. Awesome. What uh anything anything stick out to you in that match? Shun and then Kosi Tafari. Yeah. A lot, of, the a lot of people were definitely happy about <laughs> seeing those two players on the field. So um Yeah, think- uh making a return to the lineup was Inkasi Tafari, who had basically been benched since Marco Feruzzi had taken over and he took the place of a last minute injury from Martinez. Uh, and, and 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 had a, a good match, but the, it's it's interesting because I, I did ask Marco after the match in the press conference, you know, if there's something specific that he was there something specific he saw in practice or what it was that got Nicosi the the start. And uh, the synopsis of the answer was, well, Martinez was hurt. I mean, that's <laughs> he he talked longer than that, but that's basically uh, was was the answer. Martinez was hurt. Uh, Tafari played pretty good. <laughs> I think it was something like. Well, when a player's not available, we have to put somebody else into the spot. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Uh, so, ringing ringing endorsement for Tafare. He, he was he was probably really really proud to hear that that uh, he earned his spot. But yeah, uh, Nico, you mentioned Shun, and he came on in what the sixtieth? Uh, no, they were right, right before Hara came on, so it would have been like the seventieth minute. I, well, Jonathan, he got the start against RSL, right? He got the start against RSL, yeah, and looked, yeah. And, and looked really good. Yep. So, so Nico, like, what were your thoughts on Shun? You mentioned him coming in for Paxton. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yes. Detailed analysis you can only find here on the FC Dallas. <laughs> or on the- he's, he's not. He's not as tall as Hedges. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's in depth. Um, no, I think. It was kind of good to see him and see how he kind of plays into this overall system. Um, I guess you could argue whether or not he did make an impact um, because you're not playing in so many games, uh, getting repetition of minutes. But I think just for the whole idea of, you know, the the idea behind Shun um, and how everyone here at this club was very high on him is very good to kind of see him going out there on the field again especially being able to combine kind of with that uh, attacking line, and especially, you know, with Ricardo Pepe now coming back onto the field. Maybe he could have whipped up something along uh, that lines with Ricardo Pepe. But I think the more bigger takeaway in terms of, like, just seeing Shun is, you know, he's on the field again. Um, and hopefully maybe he builds up some momentum in the final game of the season on decision day that will hopefully carry yeah. over into next season. I mean the seventy six minutes it's, it's it was the first substitution by Feruzzi. So it's not like it's garbage time for him. 
uh, it's a significant chunk of minutes. It's 24 minutes. So, you know, it's, it's a time to make, it's enough time to make an impact. So it's, it's good to see him come be like that first sub instead of just like, um, you know, the guy coming on at the end to kill time. Yeah, we'll see. And I know we'll have a, a season recap show too, but it's one of those things. Shun's got the potential, maybe not this year, maybe next year even, uh, to be one of the one of the few impact form players that this club has brought in, right? Maybe that's uh you know, maybe Ziegler was you know, played really well for a couple of years for this club. Um then not a whole lot of anything else that's been brought in and has been consistently performing. So maybe maybe Shun's that guy. Maybe. Uh, although I, there were rumors of a dust up between him and Peter Lucen after the match, uh, where they I, had apparently had to be separated. I saw that online. I, I've not gone uh, back and actually tried to find the video. Dallas fans, probably yes. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if they, I mean, listen. Apparently, the same thing happened with Jesus and Pepe and Feruzzi. Couple of matches ago, and Ferrer's putting balls in the back of the net. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's maybe uh, Nico's right. Maybe it's Shun's turn on decision day after a little dust up. Just need to get that frustration out. So, so you you brought up the 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 man of the week though, Jesus Ferrer. I mean, yeah. What, what do you for that between man? between the RSL match and the 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 uh, the match against Austin? I mean, what are your what are your thoughts, Dustin? Anything that you take? Anything big you saw? Uh, from Jesus that you know maybe points to maybe uh, maybe him turning this thing around. The thing I've noticed the most about Jesus Ferreira is, uh, especially the the past the the end of the season. I would say it's been there off and on throughout the season, but it's been there consistently the past couple of matches. Is his use of the space as a number ten? He's finally finding a spot where he can get into the open. He's, he's he's finding those open spots and he's getting there and he's occupying them and he's not getting kind of like caught up in the middle of lines trying to catch balls right next to defenders. He's finding open spots. Part of that's because the teams they've been playing have been giving him those spots and thinking, and I don't know whether that's um, thinking FC Dallas is not going to even try to use the middle. But, um, you know, he's finding those open spots after or in the right times. So. Um, and I think that's it's paid dividends. He's had multiple key passes, multiple um, assists, or I think he's had a couple assists. And it's just overall, he's been been playing a lot better. And it's you love to see it. I think part of that is also he has a impactful player immediately in front of him in Pepe. Um, to be fair, a lot of people and us on the pod as well. We're a little critical about kind of this weird like nine ten hybrid thing that Jesus has been playing ever since Lucha became head coach of the team. A lot of people were trying to figure it out and weren't happy with it. Um, but you could also argue you didn't really have a striker immediately in front of him like a player like Pepe that also draws so much of attention. So when you had guys like Jesus and Franco Jara that were struggling at the time, it's a little bit easier to turn your attention or sorry, uh, when you have uh, players like Cobra and Franco Jara that were struggling at the time, it's a little bit easier for teams to just then turn their attention towards Jesus, who's a player that was actually trying to really create 
and drive the attack. And so when you have a guy like Pepe in front of him now that is also drawing attention, I do think you is it's a result of why you start to see some of that respect. And you kind of do see his success in this uh, hybrid role that you see right there. I love that. Yeah, it, there's a reason why that space is opening up, and it's because the, the other players around him are getting the respect of the defense. Um, no, that's that's a great that's great, Nico. And it, it might be one of the one of the few kind of small changes that Marco's made too, where they they do play a lot faster out of the back um, than they did before, which I think allows Jesus maybe not to have to float back as much, maybe not the slow the slow build up. So. Uh, we haven't seen, we, we saw a few changes from Marco, right, over the, the first, first first few matches, but um, the last couple, it's kind of fallen back to the same uh, formation as we had with uh, with Lucci. But, you know, one of the one of the small changes was, yeah, the more more direct uh, play, a little bit more uh, vertical, uh, which I think does fit Jesus' style quite a bit. No, I agree. Uh, I guess one of the other, the moments of the match uh, that we haven't touched on, um, that I, I think a lot of us will remember for a while is in the 93rd minute. Uh, I, I'm really glad that Marco Ferruzzi had the, the foresight to do this of pulling Pepe off during the match, get, letting him get an ovation for his last, um, what we all assume will be his last home match in, in Toyota Stadium. Uh, somebody in the in the press box asked me, like, do you think that they're going to do that? I was like, I'd be surprised if they even like thought that far ahead, uh, but they surprised me, and um, and it was just kind of it was a fun thing. The whole stadium stood, applauded, and and gave him his dues. It it, it was good, and I think that in some ways it's it's interesting because I mean it, almost everybody in the whole stadium stood up, which means that you know the average FC Dallas fan that's actually there at the match kind of understands what's going on, right? So it's. Um, which is which is kind of cool, right? They they kind of understand that this is likely the last time they're going to see Pepe, uh, and wanted to to give him that round of uh, of applause. For sure. All right, gentlemen. Anything else we want to touch on for this match? Um, anything about the Copa Tejas before we move on? I, we did discover after the match um, that the the lid of the cup does come off. We thought it was fused on to begin with. Uh, it does come off, and it hit the ground several times in the ten minutes that I was standing near it. So, <laughs> apparently, it's fixed now, though. I guess the next question is: Was it by design supposed to be detachable, or did it now become detachable? <laughs> I don't know. We were we got some time with it before the match, um, and we tried to to lift the top off. He was like, well, we're going to pour our beer after the game. Right. And, uh, it did not come off, but by the end of the night, it did did come off. Um, all right. Again, our RSL match coverage, you can catch on the striker Texas, uh, social media. Uh, and, um, yeah, let's, that's, that's it from, from Frisco. No more home matches for FC Dallas. Um, and we'll, like Jonathan mentioned, we're going to have a season wrap up in the next week or two. Uh, we're going to try to firm, firm up some plans uh, to talk about the season for FC Dallas. But uh, you know whose season is not over after this weekend? The Dallas Anybody? Cowboys. Okay, yes, but let's, let's keep it in the round Sorry, we're, ball. Yeah, we're talking about round like balls. good teams. Yeah. I was, I was going to say it's still pretty, pretty close by. <laughs> it's just a... <laughs> 
Just a hop, skip, and a jump down the road. Yeah. All right. Well, it is actually the answer. I know Jonathan will surprise you to to hear that the answer is Chattanooga. North Texas Chattanooga. Uh, it's North Texas SC, uh, and which brings us to everyone's favorite part of the show. It is Nico's NTSC, his 92-second check-in. Nico, are you ready? What? Only 92 seconds? It's a new month. I'm on a new plan. I guess you do have some rollover. Me. All right, we'll give you a couple <laughs> extra seconds before we hit the gong. <laughs> some big, some big action over in uh, in in Arlington this weekend. Nico, uh, why don't you fill us in? Definitely. Um, so earlier in the week, North Texas SE qualified for the playoffs via the New England Revolution being defeated by Toronto FC two. Um, so exactly, yeah, uh, New England Revolution two was uh, pushing. Was was the team in contention to push North Texas out of the playoffs? But thanks to that Toronto two win, that was no longer the case. So when comes Saturday, um, North Texas was playing for a home playoff game, with the possibility of finishing as high as third, uh, with third and fourth place being able to host the first uh, first uh, first round of the playoff game. Um, but it definitely wasn't an easy task against a team like. Uh, Union Omaha, who are <laughs> secured the 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 regular season championship, um, and a team that North Texas has drawn the previous three times within 2021. Um, but the momentum was kind of in North Texas's favor, and then Bernard Camungo uh, continued his goal scoring streak and getting the first goal. Um, and it looked like that North Texas was going to be able to pull out the three points. It looks like they were about to finish, um, I think at the time, what would have been fourth place. Um, and it looks like they would have ended the, the draw streak with Union Omaha. Um, but unfortunately, they were given a penalty that many people within the stadium believe was extremely soft. Uh, and looking at the players' reactions when it looks like the replay was played within the stadium, um, <laughs> not a lot of people were very happy with that call. Um, especially Eric Quill. Um, do they have VAR in USL League? Unfortunately, one? they do not. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> a uh, the three points at home was kind of snatched from from North Texas, but to I guess on the opposite end, North Texas did kind of have multiple opportunities themselves to score another goals, and they kind of retreated a little bit in the second half. Um, so, one one draw right there. Um, Question. Answer. Bernard Camungo scored. Uh, BK, uh, when? How long do you think it'll take before we hear an announcer say BK with a whopper of a goal? That's a really good question. No, it's not. That is not a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. All right, you can continue, Nico. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but I guess to kind of add a little more insult to injury, right, is North Texas needed the win to secure and and for uh, FC Tucson to beat <laughs> the Richmond kickers, which they did. Um, but with North Texas not getting the three points, that kind of didn't secure the home playoff game. But the more important thing is that they are in the playoffs um, and they will be playing against Chattanooga Red Wolves in Chattanooga, a team that... <laughs> The last two times they've played them there, um, 
over there in Chattanooga have been <laughs> games that went all the way up to the final minute. So uh, it's definitely going to be a very exciting game. And there is playoff soccer for fans of North Texas soccer. Yeah, and it doesn't con- conflict with FC Dallas, seeing how FC Dallas is on Sunday and NTSC is on Saturday. It does not. There's absolutely every reason to watch North Texas SC. Fun fact, I am actually sipping on um, Chattanooga whiskey right now. Uh, it is very good. If you uh, if you find it, you should drink it. Uh, Thanks. But that's about as far as I'll go in my Chattanooga support this week. I, I don't know what to say. I, I finished telling you about how North Texas made the playoffs and how they've been an exciting team all season, and we get Chattanooga <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be an exciting match. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know how to recover from that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking for emergency break like sound effects, just like yanking the break. I just... <laughs> Here we go. Hang on. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna start having it ready at all times for any any time we're doing the pod. Pain. Oh. Hang on, I got something for you. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, I'm losing it. Oh, yes. A quote from Dustin. I'm losing it. There we go. That's perfect. Uh, yes. Thank you. Just put that on loop. We're good. <laughs> Dustin opens up his mic. And... That's right. <laughs> well. Well, <laughs> oh man! Stay tuned for more of that after the break. <laughs> All right, so, so we mentioned Saturday is uh, <laughs> the first round of the playoffs for for North Texas SC. Uh, it is the last game. Sunday is the last game of the season for FC Dallas against um, San Jose. Uh, what what int- are there any matches that you guys are looking forward to on this decision day? North Texas SC versus Chattanooga. Whoever wins. Yeah, that's the, the day before run. decision day. That, that's, that's pretty decisive if you ask me. I mean, that, it were, it'll be deciding whether or not there's another playoff match for NTSC. What else could you possibly want, Dustin? I I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the the USA Jamaica match on eleven sixteen. <laughs> so so no more no. MLS is done. You're done with MLS. I, I I'm pretty much done with MLS. I mean, I, there I might throw something on. I mean, there's the I think there might be a couple of decent matches to watch for for playoff seating. Um, yeah, that maybe the SKC match versus RSL or uh or or Seattle Vancouver. Um, but uh, you know what? I hate to say it, uh pod listeners but i'm kind of kind of ready for the season to be over it's a not a big surprise probably yeah i think i'm just being i'll just be watching to make sure that fc dallas stays ahead of houston and austin for the rest of this for the end of the season uh but i think houston has a chance of pulling ahead of of dallas if things don't go their way so uh no one wants to see that happen but that's that's about the extent of my caring as well i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm also in the ready to be done category yeah i mean yes the fc dallas will, st- will definitely be on tv number one during decision day so <laughs> with using, using the tablet for flipping between uh other matches there you go all right uh gentlemen anything else Nothing? do you have any right. do you have any 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 math questions you want to throw at, at the listener or anything you know nico yeah. mm, not at the moment i think i'm good making good progress okay. 
So thank you, pod listener. Good. Appreciate your support. You're making it. You're made a good choice, Nico. Good choice. <laughs> I was going to say what wasn't a good choice is how you skipped over November 12th, Mexico versus USA. <laughs> You just went straight to the 16th. (laughs) Hey, you know what? We care about real teams here. Real teams, they have fans in the stadium. Ooh, them is fighting words to U.S. fans and Columbus. (laughs) No, it was an allusion to uh, Mexico not having fans allowed in the stadium because of the chant. Oof, pain. But at least we have fans that will chant. There's that. All right. Well, with that, before we dig, dig, you know, dig ourselves into any more holes, uh, we're going to sign off. Uh, we mentioned earlier that we, we've got a season review coming up. That will be um, coming out at some point. We're not sure the exact date on that one yet. We will not have an episode next Monday following decision day. Uh, we're going to save that up for the for the season review episode. So the best way to make sure you don't miss that is to buy is to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and to follow us on social media uh, at Dallas Soccer Show. And uh, if you care about websites, the Striker Texas is a good one to go to, as is DallasSoccerShow.com. Jonathan Roz, Nico Mendez, been a pleasure, my friends. And as always, thanks so much for listening. <laughs>